This is Jules, lead pastor of TFH Oakland. We exist so that people far from God can experience a fulfilled life in Christ. For more information on how you can stay connected, follow us online at TFH Oak or visit us at tfhoak.church. Thank Pastor Jules and Lenny for sharing um, their platform and just being so gracious to my family for always making sure that we're taking care of everything that we're need that we're in need of is provided. And so, thank you guys so much for loving us and pumping us up when we need it. Um, I also wanted to honor my husband. So, honestly, I love you. I appreciate you. If it wasn't for him, he is the one. Like, he's he's the one. I'm sure a lot of you guys are in here are married, but you probably got a great husband. But I think God put some extra sauce in the in the mix when he made him. And so just thank you for being gracious with me, being gentle and loving me and pushing me out those corners. I appreciate it. All right. So just a little bit about me. If you guys don't know me, my name is Courtney. Sankey. I am from Birmingham, Alabama. Home sweet home, dirty south. Um, My husband and I, we have two little babies, two girls, a three-year-old and a four-year-old, and one on the way. Um, Yeah, we're super excited because it's a little man. Isn't that great? I'm like, Lord, hurry up and fix all the trauma in me because I'm going to be somebody's first love and this got to go right. So hopefully it does go well. But yeah, that's just a little bit about us. We've been in California for five years. We came from Church of the Highlands in Birmingham. And one day we were just here, right before we got plugged in at Church of the Highlands, God called us here. We were praying about New York or LA, where we were going to live. And God said, Fairfield, California. (laughs) I'm like, Fairfield, okay, that sounds out of nowhere. And so we got here, and we were driving on the highway, actually coming from Sacramento, and we saw this church lit up on the side of the highway in Vacaville called the Father's House. And I just remember looking at the church thinking, like, oh, my God, that is such a cute church. Like, look at the lights. The name is really cute. Like, we should go check it out. And I remember heading to my computer, like, looking it up on YouTube. I'm like, we need a really good church. So I look up this church, and I'm like, oh, my God, is this Pastor Chris? because that's our pastor from Church of the Highlands. And Pastor Dave, he sounded like him, looked like him, and I was just confused. You know, I was like, what is happening? He did that, come on, somebody. And I was like, who is this man? And so we ended up trying the church. But the cool thing about it is when we stepped on campus, like literally from the parking lot, you could feel the Holy Spirit. Like you could feel God there. The music, the people, they were smiling and waving and had signs and just really welcomed us with open arms. And before we entered the building, we knew that we would call the Father's house our home. And so while at the time we didn't really know why we were being called to Fairfield, California, we met these people. And God is just slowly showing it to us and bringing it full circle as to why we're here. And so I'm just super excited to be here, to be on this journey with you guys, to walk with you, and hopefully impart something in your spirit today. So get ready, get ready, get ready. Okay, so if you guys have your Bible, we're just going to jump right in. We're not going to waste no time. But we're coming today from Mark chapter 2, verse 1 
through five. If not, hopefully it's up on the screen. If not, I'm going to read it to you anyway. So let's do this. Um, but it says, a few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four men. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat, the mat with the man lying on it. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Take your mat and walk. And so we're just going to pray. Pray that on in. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you right now, God, just saying thank you. Lord God, we just thank you for who you are, for what you're doing. God, we just thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for us and just love on us. God, today we just ask that you just silence me, silence my voice, God, but I ask that you just speak in and through me loudly, boldly, confidently. Lord God, I just ask that you just open up the hearts of the people in the room today. God, I just ask that you just impart your Holy Spirit, whatever it is that you want for them to get out of it. God, I ask that they're open, that they're ready to receive what it is that you have to say. These and all the other blessings we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so today I know you're like, uh, we're going to talk about community. What does this have to do with this paralyzed man? A lot, actually. So um, community is just really all about the responsibility that we take for each other. It's about discipleship, like getting connected to people that's going to help you grow your faith, help you in your faith walk, help you get to your next level of purpose. And so I think God just wants to encourage us to take care of our brothers and sisters, whether they're friends, enemies, people you don't know. But I think we just must remember um, the importance of maintaining the connection with each other and focusing on building the community for love and loving people with words and actions. Yeah, makes sense? Cool. So today I wanna just give you guys three things that this man, this paralyzed man friends did um, or that they possessed and what led them um, to getting this man before, before Jesus. And so the name of today's sermon is called Spirit-Led Community. So if you're taking notes, there you go. If not, but it's spirit-led community. So point one um, is that they simply believed. And because they believed, they were led by the Holy Spirit. And so let's just go back to Mark 2 and just talk about it for a little bit. But Jesus had come home. And he had already been known at this point. It was a lot of noise. He was around here doing miracles, the man doing the miracles. So he comes home. Imagine the man doing the miracles come home to Oakland. Where y'all going? To the man. We, need, we all need a miracle. We all got something. And so they packed him out. They packed out this house. They figured out where he was. And they crowded this house asking for things just desperate, like, God, heal me. Heal me of this sickness, this disease, or get this demon out of me, like, fix me. And so when these men decided that they were going to pick up their friend on this mat um, and carry him to this house for him to receive healing, they were late. They was a little bit like me on Color People Time, just a little late. And so when they got there, there was no more room. 
It was packed inside. It was packed at the door. And so imagine Calvin. Y'all know Calvin, the security guard outside? Imagine Calvin is standing outside. He's always like this with his backpack. <laughs> but imagine Calvin standing outside, and he's like, sorry, guys, we're at capacity. It's full in here. You can't come in. What would you do? You'd probably just go home and be like, well, man, not today. I would just say, if I was your friend, I'll take you around to the back and try to see if we can get through the back door. That's, that's about all I got. But these people were like extremely, extremely persistent. They went through, they jumped through full-on hurdles to get this man at the feet of Jesus. So they didn't say we going to the back door. They said we about to climb the roof. Like who does that? And just imagine, it's four of them, they got a mat, so you got one at each corner. And you got a paralyzed man on it, dead weight. He heavy. He is heavy. And so we're trying to pull him up on this, on this roof with a ladder. But imagine you going up the ladder, he hanging down this way, right? Did he not fall off? Like, how, do, how are we doing this? But they did it. They got him up on the roof, and they decided that they were going to dig a hole in the roof. What did they have to dig a hole? Like, it just, I'm like, Lord, how did this happen? So I'm just going to assume they had a little jigsaw in their pocket, and they just decided we're going to cut a little hole in here, and we're not going to drop him in. We're going to lower him in. I was your friend. You didn't drop in. <laughs> the way my stomach muscles set up, I can't lower you down in here. And so you getting dropped in, and I'm just going to pray that God can heal you and catch you all at the same time because I can't lower you down in here. But they did it. But the crazy part to me is that they just simply believed. Like, clearly they had to believe that if we could just get him before Jesus, God is going to do a work in him. He's going to heal him. But it was no guarantee that they would get him in the house. So that's why they took extreme measures. That's why they went above and beyond to do all the things. So just imagine if you were connected to some people that just simply believed. Like all they did was believe that, yep, God could fix that. God could heal that. God could get you through that, even when you couldn't yourself. He couldn't walk. He couldn't get there. He couldn't get up. He might have given some instructions. I'm just going to say he led from the bed. He laid on down and he said, make a right. I'm going to hold my arms up right here so I don't fall off this mat and y'all climb up. You take step one and two, they're going to take step three and four. I don't know. But he was connected to some people that just simply had crazy, crazy faith. And so I could just remember when I was in college, it was my freshman year of college, and I just thought, I thought that I was going to marry another man, y'all. I thought that's what was going to happen. My mom and dad have been together since 10th grade, and I just thought that whoever I got with in 10th grade, he was the one, whatever. Whatever he looked like, however he came packaged, he was the man that I was supposed to marry. And so, get to college, and this man said, girl, I don't want you. And I'm like, what you mean? What you mean you don't want me? Like, I'm cute, what you, what you saying? So he broke up with me, it was all good. I was distraught, I was real, 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 real skinny. I had gotten sick from being distraught over this guy that was not mine. In the midst of that, I lost the best friend. She said, I don't want to be friends with you no more. I'm like, what? I'm the best friend 
ever. Like, what do you mean? Have you ever been so good to somebody and they like, meh, meh, I'm cool now and I don't wanna hang with you. You're like, what do you mean? Like, do I stalk you at this point? Like, how do we end this? So it happened. Summer comes, I go home to Birmingham and I'm laying on my sister's couch for like three weeks. I don't know if I took a shower, don't ask. But I just remember my sister saying, girl, I just wish I could bear this pain for you because it's really gonna be all right. Like, I think in her mind, she was like, this is so dumb. Like, this is gonna, this is gonna pass. And I remember she sat me down and she said, listen, God is getting ready to take you to your next level of purpose. And in order for you to get there, you have to detach from these people. And I was like, you sure? You sure they can't come? She's like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they can't go where you're going. And you got you to gotta be okay with leaving these people. But I'm, I rest assured, I assure you that when you get to where you're going, he's going to connect you with people that's going to believe for you, that's going to believe like you, that's going to love like you, that's going to be a friend like you. And so I said, okay. I didn't get myself together that day. Like one more week, I need to, you know, process this. So long story short, I ended up packing up all of my stuff. I switched colleges. It's like, I'm out of here. I'm not with him no more, so I ain't got no reason to stay in Alabama, and we ain't friends no more. I'm out of here. And so I packed up my stuff. I moved to Atlanta, and literally, God connected me with people that was like, dreamers. Like, I've been a dreamer since I was a little girl. I never had friends that understood what I was talking about, that was like, uh, that sounds a little bit much, don't you think? No, I don't think. But he literally surrounded me and connected me with people that were dreaming, that were chasing after God. I had never been to, like, a young adult night. The girl was there, like, in the place with the people. And so saying all of that to say, God took me so much further in that season. Like part of what happened in that season is why I'm here today. And so he really had to disconnect me from those people and connect me with some people that could believe for me when I couldn't believe for myself, pray for me when I couldn't pray for myself, and just really help take me to that next level of purpose. So what if I told you today you was connected to some people who ain't serving you no more? They ain't serving him either. You might need to disconnect from those people and get in a community, get with you some friends that can really help take you to your next level of purpose, really believe for you. Y'all like that, good, good. I told Becca, I said, Becca, when I'm doing good, I just want you to fall out on the floor. Just fall out, that's gonna help me to keep going. So my second point is that they understood the assignment. How many people in here on Instagram, y'all know, that hashtag is Marina Rampy. Sis, she understood the assignment. These four men, they understood the assignment. And so I say that to say, because not only did they believe, they took full on responsibility for getting him to Jesus. Remember I told you he couldn't do nothing. He led from the bed. He might've gave turn here, turn there, but he probably couldn't even see, he laying down, right? So they took full on responsibility for getting him before Jesus. Like they were fully committed to the mission. And so um, just really getting yourself with people that understands God's assignment and his calling on your life is important. They understand what's at stake. That if she don't get healed, if he don't get healed, 
he ain't going to get up. He's not going to be able to do what it is God has called him to do. Like, we got to get him healed. We got to get him off this bed today by any means necessary. So we're going to climb up this roof. We're going to take this jigsaw. We're going to cut a hole in the roof, and we're going to drop him in. I'm just going to say they dropped him in. There's no way that they lowered him, right? I don't know. They dropped him in. And so I just think that it was just so cool, so important that they literally loved him enough, cared for him enough, believed enough that they would do something for him that really people tell you, nobody's going to do it for you, right? You hear that a lot. You got to get up and do it yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. But he literally was connected with people that could do it for him. Last night, I couldn't pray for myself about this, but Karen texted me, Kelly texted me. They prayed for me, right? And they just literally carried me onto this stage my husband carried me up here. Literally, I probably, in my mind, was laid down on a stretcher. I didn't know how I was going to get up here. But we just really have to get with some people that understand the assignment. They understand what's at stake. And they're not going to stop at no. They're not going to stop at no at the door. We can't let you in. It's not going to work. It's like, oh, it's another way around this. Let's just figure this out. Let's figure out how to get you before Jesus. And so my third point, I think I'm going a little fast. This timer's counting down, right? We gonna get out of here early. Early. I'm gonna keep it black, but I'm gonna keep it brief today. My third point is they served. They served. So if Jesus was in town, we all hear, Jesus is at the Scottish Rite Center today. Calvin's outside. He like, uh, it's at capacity. It's too many people in here. Y'all coming through the side door? We running Calvin over. I like that. I like that. We running him over. Um, how many times, though, do we get in situations and it becomes about us? Because I ain't going to lie. Karen, you would have been on the stretcher. And once I dropped you down, he was going to catch you and heal you. But once I dropped you down, I was going to tell Jesus, you know, while I got you here, can you heal my mother of depression? Can you heal my brother? Can you bring him on back to the Lord? Can you heal my sister's mind? Can you do that? How many times do we let our own selfish desires get in the way? of what God is trying to do or what he needs to do or what's at stake. But again, they understood the assignment. And because they understood the assignment, they was able to serve him unselfishly. Like literally, it's not about me. I'm just going to lay you before the Lord and I'm a backup and let him do what he going to do. Because this moment, this moment is for you, right? And Jesus looked at them and he said, because of your faith, not this man on the stretcher, but because of your friend's faith, you can get up, you can walk, and your sins are forgiven. So I'm like, oh, Jesus, you saw that I got faith, right? You see me, I got faith, it's me. Can you do this thing for me? But no, they didn't go there. Again, this homeboy had friends that were focused on serving him, like full out, committed. And so what if I told you that your healing or his healing 
was contingent upon their ability to set aside their own selfish desires to just get him before Jesus. What if they got there and Jesus said, okay, now your sins are forgiven. And then I stepped in and said, oh, wait, God, but while I got your attention, can you do this for me? Jesus really did have the ability to be like, lay back down. She didn't come in here pure. She didn't come in here right. She came in here for herself. Like, did she really have faith for you? Or she was just trying to get before me, right? It just happens like that sometimes. What if I told you that their next level of, of purpose was contingent upon them being selfless and asking the question, how can I come alongside my friend and just help? Like, how can I just help? How can I just serve? And so I just, just want to say to you guys that maybe you're here today because God is calling you and nudging you to get in community uh, because some people are around you and they need what God has placed inside of you. But you're too scared to, scared to go into that community because you're like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time to talk to these people every week. Or I got my own stuff. Like, community, I need to be served. I need somebody to continuously pour and pour and pour into me. I don't have nothing to give nobody. How many of us in here like that? Y'all ain't gonna raise your hand, but I know. I know. You know, but I think it's just super important that we get beyond ourselves. One, that we just get in community with people that simply believe. They can go with us, before us, beside us, when we don't believe, when we're not really sure ourselves, they can come alongside us and say, hey sis, I believe. I believe for you. I believe that this is what God wants for you. So I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna contend. You just lay here. We got you. We got you. Or what if, what if you just need some friends that are committed and understand the assignment? That they just know what's at stake. They know what you're up against. Your back is up against the wall, and if you don't get out of this, I don't know where she's going to be. I don't know where he's going to end up. So let me go with him. Let me make sure he get there. Or you just need some friends that ain't selfish. They're not out, they're not out for their own selfish ambition, selfish desire. They really want to see you win. They really want to see you get on the other side, overcome that trauma, overcome that drama, get out of that bad relationship, get out of that toxic friendship that ain't serving you. They just really want to see you get to the other side. And so I'll just close with this. I got 20 more minutes, but again, we get out of here early. We get out of here early. I think according to my time, I'm doing all right. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna close with this. Last night I had a dream. And I woke up literally <gasps> out of my sleep. And I turned to Corey and I said, this is for somebody that's gonna be here today. And it's gonna get heavy. So just bear with me. If it ain't for you, I need you to pray. But it's somebody here or maybe you're watching online and you believe that I can't get into that community because I'm sick. And I'm not sick, I'm sick. I'm sick in my mind. My mind is sick. And I have done some things to some people. Some people have become victims of, of my hands. Today, I want you to know that you have people in the house 
in that community that's willing to carry you on that stretcher. And because they believe you can come on home, you can get your healing, you can get your forgiveness, because it's already done. It's already happened for you. Regardless of what you've done, we always talk about the victim in this situation. But what about this sick person? They're sick in their minds, and we don't know how they got there. Maybe it happened to them. But you're sick in your mind, and you believe that you have to lay in that bed for the rest of your life. You don't. We'll believe for your healing. We'll believe for, for your restoration, for you to come right on back, right on back home to Jesus. And so I think I was just reminded that in this scripture, God said that um, because of their faith, your sins are forgiven. He didn't say your paralysis is gone. He didn't say that. But he said that your sins are forgiven. And I think many of us would like to think that because of his sins, his sins may have led him to that paralyzed bed, you know? And so if you're out here, you're sick, you've violated some people, your sins are forgiven. Take up your mat and walk out of that. Walk out of that. That don't have to be your life. It don't have to be your kid's kid's life. And there doesn't have to be another victim. So... Yeah, I don't know if you're here or if you're watching online, but I'm just going to ask the prayer team to come up. If you're here and you need to receive healing, you need to receive prayer, you need some people to walk with to get you on that other side. We got some people here in the, in the house. No judgment. No judgment. They're going to believe for you. They understand the assignment. They know what's at stake. They know what you've done. And they're really just here to serve you. They really want to see you get to the other side. And so maybe you're here, switching gears, but you're here and you want to receive Jesus today. You want to receive Jesus for the first time. You're saying, God, I'm messed up. I'm sick. I'm physically sick. I'm mentally sick. I've done some things. I've hurt some people. Today, you can come on home. You can come on home. So if that's you, if you want to receive God today as your Lord and Savior, you can just slip up your hand. You can do it. If you're already saved, great. But we're just going to bow our heads and we're going to pray this prayer anyway. If you can repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I am a sinner, but I believe that you died for my sins. And right now, I turn from my sins and open the door of my heart and my life. I confess to you as my personal Lord and Savior. For more information on how you can stay connected, Follow us online or visit tfho.church.